Voice Memos podcast with Jen and Myron. Hey, welcome to Voice Memos. I am Myron Clifton and my co-host is Jennifer. So Jennifer is a wonderful lady. She's originally from Wisconsin, now in California, flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named Mojito that I call Beast. She's a great sister, daughter, and a great friend. And uh, she is my co-host. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me. So I lied. <laughs> this is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out is how he raises his daughter, Leah. So we are recording at, we are recording at eight in the morning because somebody <laughs> has to work <laughs> unlike you um, one of us is gainfully employed <laughs> <laughs> where the hell are you because your video looks like you are in like some other time zone it's completely dark <laughs> so do you remember when I had my um many rooms in my house uh they weren't remodeled but they were refreshed that's what the ladies business is refresh refresh okay. design so one of the things i asked her for for my bedroom was that um so my bedroom is in what was the attic of this house and it has one two three it has five windows and i told her that you know i have sleep problems and i need a more, um, a better sleeping environment. And so one of the things she did was she put um, shades on all the windows and they're blackout shades. Like they don't let hardly any light in. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And then there's some curtains um, on one of the windows, but, but I mean, it will get light, but not until the sun is out. So... Okay. Yes. So it's like, it's only because it's only eight in the morning right now, as we're, <laughs> it's nice and dark in there. Like, and I have a, I have a little light on. It would be even dark if I didn't have this light. On. It's fantastic. Wow. What are they like? <laughs> God. <laughs> you know I, I, I have reached that age and that stage of life where I'm like Oprah, like I'm, I'm like broke male Oprah. That, that's where I am, where I just like certain creature comforts. Like, that's my deal. I'm like Oprah. But I, just, I can't afford anything, but that's what I like. <laughs> so you're living, what, I think they say you have champagne taste on a beer budget. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? You know what? I, it wouldn't even be beer budget. It would be um, those little fake sodas. What are they called? Um, Sparkling like, water? Not even that, like bubbly or uh, like, well, the Safeway brand. LaCroix? Uh, yeah, the Safeway brand of LaCroix, which it was tastes worse and is cheaper, is called bubbly. 
<laughs> I think I think those are called polar or something. <laughs> what what what's over the summer? Over about over about about maybe about a two week period over the summer, I drank. I want to say about three hundred of those. <laughs> yeah, I, that's all I drink. I love sparkling water. I don't know somebody. I saw somebody post that sparkling water tastes like static from your TV. <laughs> I was like, not in my life. It is so good. You know what? It's something about because I think when I was in Europe, they were when I was in France, they were calling it gassy water, which I thought oh, that's an interesting way to put it. But it's something about those bubbles that really hits. Right, it does. It's like soda. Yeah, yeah. I don't drink soda, so it. I don't know. I I just love the taste. I love when it's super cold. Even though I think in in like homeopathic or in China, like the Japanese way, is that cold water. My sister will always say this too because she drinks lukewarm water, which is, I mean, you might as well just be a psychopath if you're drinking lukewarm water. I mean. <laughs> what you have no joy like you're removing every aspect of joy in your life by saying give me a glass of water with no ice like right it's like right it's like it's like you're like those old uh british movies those street urchins like can i have a penny governor and they just give you some warm water like what (laughs) oh my god when i was traveling through europe getting ice in your drink was almost like asking someone to stab you in the throat. I'm like, hey, can you, you know, <laughs> because they, the Europeans believe everything is warm. Like you go get a beer, it's warm. You ask for a screwdriver or something. It is orange juice and vodka. There is no ice. And when you ask, can I have a couple cubes? They remain with a constant stare of disgust until they drop the ice <laughs> into your glass. You know, it's so funny. I just told my daughter about when I was in France, I was in Paris and it was during a, it was like maybe two in the year 2003 or four or something like that. And it was during the summer and there was like a historical heat wave there. And so I was at a little cafe and sat down to eat and asked for some water. And I never, you know, I'm just your average dumb American. And they bring me this glass of water that was, it was like not only was it warm, but it was 110 degrees outside. So <laughs> it was like drinking hell water. And so as politely as I could, right, I asked for ice and I was I was deferential. I apologized, everything. I just I was so like, I don't want to offend, you know, my little waiter guy. You know, the, you know, they have a different <clears throat> a different style. The waiter only come around every hour. <laughs> so you gotta maximize that waiter visit <laughs> so the guy i begged for some water for some ice and he you know he was like okay so he comes back like 40 minutes later and he has a like a little tray of ice and some tongs and this man took out uh used the tongs to take a piece of ice that was the size of a Reese's pieces and plucked it into my water and walked away. <laughs> oh my God. I, just, I, just, like, I was so desperate. I tried to twirl it around. <laughs> and it melts so fucking fast. 
God. It was God. I was like, <laughs> goddamn global warming got into my glass. <laughs> they treat ice as if you're paying for it. Like literally like each cube costs, I don't know, 20 pounds or I, I don't know what the dollar is in France. Right. But it's incredible. I've never experienced such disdain for ice in my life. I was ready to go to war. I was- <laughs> Ready to go to war. <laughs> what are y'all oh. gonna get ice refrigeration? Oh my Fuck. god. Woo, <laughs> sir. So what's um you've been yesterday? I received a text from you that you were at uh wait, before I get to that, I need to I need I mean I think this is our 39th episode, I think, and we're coming nice. up on our 40th next week. So I nice. I know we have a list of things we hate. Um, yes. that we can compile and and probably between the two of us come up with 40 at least the things yes. we hate. But last night you know it's raining here in california we've you know they they're telling us about these rain clouds the river clouds that are coming through and dropping a lot of rain so it's kind of in, it's impeding on my walking at night and when you sit you know and work all day and you're constantly grinding at work leaving at the end of the day for a walk is beneficial to me. Cause I like, I work out in the morning at four o'clock and four forty-five in the morning. And then I work all day and then I take a walk. Well, last night it was just rainy and windy. I don't mind walking oh. in the rain, but when you get to the blowing in your face, it's just not enjoyable. Yeah. So yeah. I decide I'm just going to go back to the gym and we'll, um, I'll, I'll do a little 30 minute cardio sesh and, And first and foremost, when you go in the morning, there's not a lot of people and it's the same crew. Like these are the diehard people. You build a relationship. You say hi to when you see them every morning, just because they're getting in before work. Got it. Got it. Okay. The gym life. Yes. They are on, they are on a schedule. They have a certain amount of time and equipment is available. So I went in there last night and first of all, finding parking was a bitch. I was like, what, what are all these people doing here? And, um, so I, I got, I get, I'm fortunate enough to get on a Stairmaster and I'm sitting there and I'm on it and I have my noise canceling you know, headsets on my there. Okay. I brought my bows for some reason, cause they're nice and mm-hmm. thick and they cover your ear. So okay. I'm on it. Um, and I kind of hear noise in the background and these are noise canceling. I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is that? So I listened to, I'm listening to a little nineties R and B and having some you know, hip hop and getting into it. And I decide, okay, there's the last five minutes. I'm going to take my headsets off because they're all sweaty and stuff. So I do that. And lo and behold, next to me is a woman on the Stairmaster as well. But her phone is on the, you know, resting on the little ledge that they have on there. And she Uh is watching a Telenova, I think, on full blast with no fucking headsets. (laughs) Oh, my God. No headsets. No headset whatsoever, as if the whole gym portion around her has, should be listening to her. She has no headset in. So she's just watching TV, enjoying her life while blasting her Telenova. And I know it was Telenova because it was in Spanish. And I looked Mm -hmm. over because I was intrigued. Mm -hmm. Um, Wait a minute. So, wait a minute. It was, she was watching on a monitor or on her, her phone? On her phone. Oh my God. I was living. So I'm trying to get her attention, but she's hunched over. And I finally, I'm like so happy that I'm done. And I get, and I get off the Stairmaster and a girl's waiting for my 
machine because you know it's so goddamn busy and so she's like are you finished i go yeah let me clean it off and then i said to her i go do you have headsets she's like yeah i go because this woman right here doesn't believe she should be aware (laughs) now (laughs) i felt in a moment i thought am i a karen but i didn't like attack her or do anything but i thought to myself is she the karen because she is just oblivious and we just are all in this world and we should just be living in her world. Or am I the Karen for being a little passive aggressive? Cause she wasn't getting my attention to begin with. And well, she was definitely breaking the social contract, right? Okay. Thank you. Right. She's definitely breaking the social contract. If you're at the gym, you know, no one wants to hear your music, your phone call, phone conversation, or your, your movie or TV or your news. Like no one wants to hear that. No. So that's why headphones are made. Like that's crazy. <laughs> that's I was crazy. So pissed. I I was pissed. I I already woke up yesterday, sort of having choosing violence as my as my motive for the day. I don't know what. Maybe I had a dream that I was pissed off in. But either way, I was livid yesterday. And then while I was driving home, I was thinking to myself, "This bitch, Myron." just out living his fucking best life (laughs) not working because you sent me a picture of a playbill of a goddamn play in the middle of the afternoon right frozen (laughs) (laughs) living your best fucking life you know what and i totally like came by those tickets just an accident because they weren't even my tickets it was my daughter's tickets she was going with her mother but because of that um, last week, that giant rainstorm thing with the river of ocean, you know, and the sky and all that, they canceled it. And they were going on something like a Wednesday night or whatever it was. It was a nighttime play. But they rescheduled it to what it was yesterday, 1.30 in the afternoon. Wow. So, <clears throat> so her mother, my ex, is a teacher. So she couldn't go. So my daughter was like, well, daddy, do you want to go? And I'm like, what's the play? She goes, Frozen. I'm like, like that movie? And she's, <laughs> and she's like, yeah. I'm like, is it a sing-along? Because count me in. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's not a sing-along. You just go, you know, watch a little play. So I, I haven't seen Frozen since I originally saw it in the theaters when my kid was young. And I think, I think Frozen is 10 years old. Is it? Frozen is 10 years old. That's crazy, huh? What? Yes, Frozen is 10 years old. So we go to the Sacramento Convention Center, and it was really good. Like, I had sort of forgotten the story. I knew there was, like, ice and all this kind of stuff, but um, it was really good. They had nice little special effects, and the sisters were good, Elsa and Elsa and Ice. I don't know. I don't know their names, whatever their names are. And they were good, and... You know, it was the singing was really good. They added a few songs because you know what? It's a Disney production. So everything's going to be good, right? Like they know how to do things. And it was a theater full of just, you know, know, so many little kids and little costumes and all this stuff. And I was also thinking, because my daughter's a senior in school and she's already completed all her graduation requirements and she just does a couple of online classes so she could be there in the middle of the afternoon. But there were so many kids there. And I was thinking, well, how are these kids not in school? Like, I don't, I don't know how that works. But it was, it was nice. It was really nice. It's a very nice production. Frozen is the Broadway production of Frozen. That's crazy. So was it good? Like, did you really, would you recommend it? 
Yeah, it was that good. Yeah, it's wow. really good. It's like it, it wasn't like some high school kind of play. It was really good, really good stage um, stuff. Like I'm not really a big musical guy, but you know how you go to these. If you ever go to a stage play, there's always really incredible sets and how they do special effects and things like that. Like it's it's I'm, I marvel at that. Like they did, you know, because she has these little little ice and snow superpowers and stuff. And they totally made it work for the stage. You're like, wow, wow this, is, this is pretty good how they do this. So, yeah, I totally would recommend it for, you know, people that like musicals and all that stuff. But you got to be prepared that there are half, more than half the audience is going to be little kids. Oh, yeah, I'm out. Right. So, like, I think your, I think your nephews would like it because there's just a lot of humor and fun stuff happening. But there's also, you know, those the little kids in costumes. Like, yeah, it's they're there. Oh, you know, like almost like a Disney on Ice thing. Yes, okay. yes, they're they're wearing their little Elsa um, dresses, and you know, uh, you know, all that Disney kind of stuff. So it, it's really cute. Um, but yeah, but the the show itself is really well done. Okay, all right, and yeah, that's so, at downtown Sacramento. Is that the? Yeah, it's at the convention center. It's part of their. Um, I don't know what they call it, the music series or something like that. They just, they have something new every few months there. They, the Broadway series or something like that. Okay. So it's, and, they, and it, I hadn't been to the theater in a little while into that, into that convention center in maybe a couple of years um, pre-COVID. And I knew it was being remodeled, but I hadn't seen it. And they did a really good job. Okay. All right. so I think that's where there. I saw, I think that's where I saw um, Amy Schumer. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where I saw her. Okay. So, yeah. So, oh, so, yeah. So, that theater you were in, that's, that's remodeled. Oh, okay. Okay. It was nice. I mean, yes. yeah, it was fancy. Yes. It, it used to be really ugly and outdated, and they were going to tear the whole thing down and build something new, but Sacramento ain't got that kind of money. So, they decided to refurbish it. And you know what? They did a pretty good job. Okay. All right. So, um, are you, how, so now is Leah, Leah's not in school though, right? She is, where is she, did she choose to do the homeschooling? Right. So she is, um, she is, she It's. I mean, it's not really homeschooling because she, it's just online. She's completed all her requirements. So all the rest she could just do online. So she just has to complete, you know, do some assignments, some papers and stuff. But I mean, I guess that's homeschooling because she doesn't have to go into the school anymore. <clears throat> so she just has to check in with her teachers and her counselor and um, she probably has, I don't know. I, I think she still has like five classes though. And she does them, you know, a few times a day or like whatever she, she has to do her zooms and turn in papers and stuff, but she could pretty much set her own schedule because she completed all her graduation requirements. So wow. she's done, but she's still going. Cause you know, why not just, finish it all out so that's that's what she's doing it's Has pretty she decided nice on school yet like where she's no. going to college no she's visited she's visited a bunch of colleges and stuff but she hasn't she hasn't decided on on where she's going to land and i i'm hoping she does in the next you know few like a month or two but i'm sort of not putting any pressure on her just kind no, of see yeah you know she knows what is out there and i'm not that parent that says she um, that she, her, her success is dependent upon her going to 
a four-year university. Like I, that's that's an option. But if she chooses not to, I'm not going to give her grief about that. But we're encouraging her that way. But that's not the end all be all. I love that. I love it. She, I mean, she's a smart cookie, so I'm yeah, sure she'll make sure. the best decision. Yeah, she'll sort it out. Hey, hey, so, so you got me thinking, because we haven't talked about this much when you're talking about you were working out, that I don't think we brought this up on the show that, this much um, about your workout um, uh, stuff. So, like, why don't you tell our audience like a typical day for you from maybe it's not just workout, but your exercise and, and keeping in shape routine. Well, um, I have, so I used to have a trainer and then my trainer decided to abandon us and then move to Texas. God forbid, Texas. I, he's, right. he got a job, um, with Southwest and that's their home base. Uh-huh. So he had to move there. Um, so, a. a collection of girlfriends of mine, we worked out with him and then we decided we're going to join CalFit, which is two minutes, maybe three minutes away from my house, four minutes at tops. And we were going to put our own workout programs together. So every month we create, one of my other girlfriends and I sit down and create what that workout should look like based on past stuff that we did. Cause you know, I've been lifting weights now, I don't know, 12 years, maybe or so, maybe a little longer. Um, so I know the gist of it. So we get up, mm-hmm. I get up at 4.15, uh, get myself awake, you know, and then mm-hmm. head to the gym around 4.40, 4.40 and do a little warm up. And then we do on Sunday, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, it's all lifting with a little bit of cardio hit workout at the end of the workout. So we'll mm-hmm. do heavy weights. So on Wednesdays is upper body, chest and um chest and shoulders sunday Mm -hmm. is back and biceps and then two days a week we have um, lower body so those Mm -hmm. are fun workouts we use a lot of we do a lot of strength training because the idea is to get better and you know i as the older you become uh, i've said down here a couple times i'll be 52 in february that i my objective is how to, how I can challenge my body, not necessarily how it looks, you know, I mean, yeah, that might Mm -hmm. be the end result of, of feeling confident, but I don't, I do it because one, I'm getting older. I want to keep my bones um, stronger. I want to make sure that my muscles don't become weakened. So it's really important for me, especially as I get older to, to do that. And it's really great because you know, I work out with people that are younger than me and I am really proud of the fact that I can lift heavier than most of them. So, um, oh, that's, that's very cool. Yeah. So, and then I do my cardio three days a week. So on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, I do orange theory, which is a lot of conditioning. So those three days, I, it's a lot of running, rowing, and then they do have weights in there, which is kind of nice because it fills any blocks, you know, getting double, getting more bicep work in. So I can have that twice a week, shoulders twice a week, and they do chest and of course, lower body and stuff. So that helps conditioning just my heart and making sure that my cardiovascular is good. And then every day, seven days a week, with the exception of the rain at five o'clock, I go for a walk and it's usually about two miles. And I do that because one, I get to wrap up 
the day because I'm sitting most of the day. So I get to move my body and it gives me a lot of opportunity just to sort of decompress and think about like the day and, and listen to a little Howard Stern or, um, just sort of taking the neighborhood and the, and breathing in the nice fresh air. So that's my, that is me in a nutshell, as far as just maintaining, maintaining my, well-being. Now that some other people would say, oh my gosh, you should take a rest day. Seven days a week is too hard on your body. Uh, and maybe for some that is, I, I think it's all, this is just a personal thing for me is that I, it helps me mentally. So yes, I could take rest days, but mentally working out just keeps me focused. It keeps me grounded. It keeps me from not wanting to kill people. It is just a good mental thing for me. And I do get seven to eight hours of sleep at night because I go to bed around 830. So, um, and I don't have, again, that sounds like a lot, but I don't have the responsibility of a spouse that I'm, that I'm building a connection with and I'm partnering with, and I don't have children. And at this time I don't have a pet. So I have the capacity to do that. Other people might be really super happy that they get four days in or they get three days, or maybe they're not able to because of other responsibilities. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate enough and privileged enough to be able to move my body every day without having to take care of anybody else. You know, um, so thank you for that. You should, I think it would be a good idea is you should, um, type that out on something. And, and we could add it to our show notes one of these times. I love that. Okay. Yeah. You can say like, you know, just like a, like just a seven day Here little it is. calendar deal. Yeah. I do this, 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 you know, just something like that. I think that'd be pretty cool um, to share that. I love it. Because when, are, are you 50 years old yet? I'll be 52 next month. I got to get younger friends. <laughs> <laughs> You know, shit, I was I was thinking about that too. I have, you know, mentally, I feel I feel connected to myself mentally. I, I don't know if I've have hit any sort of menopause or perimenopausal or anything like that. I I don't have some of the um symptoms that I know other people have in regards to menopause and understanding if they're in menopause or not. But um mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, and I had a I had a mental challenge this week because most of my friends, with the exception of Margaret um, and you, and of course my sister, who I consider my friend, are all in their fifties. So mm. all of my other friends are in their forties, are, are in their late twenties, early thirties, or mid forties. So wow. I, I posted something yesterday on my Instagram about how comparison is the uh, c- comparisons is the thief of all joy. And yes. it, it hit me because I found myself comparing myself to friends in their thirties and forties that maybe, I don't know, looks wise, their skin looks better, or maybe they don't have a wrinkle here or there. And I was, I was comparing myself to that thought process and thinking, you know, I got to get older friends. So you're the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get someone in their 60s and 70s. Oh, I got to hang out with older folks. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, it's so crazy. Oh, I have a workout and I have that posted. You know, we, we create it. So I'll, I'll share that with you. And then. Yeah, I, yeah, because I think it's as just as an outside observer, because you're 52 and. I think it really is quite inspiring and it could be quite inspiring for other people to see, you know, both men and women that 
here's what someone who is 52 can do seven days a week. And like you said earlier, you have, you're single. And at the time you don't have a pet. So you do have the time um, to do exactly what you want when you want, which is a really nice thing about being single. Like that's like the best thing. Right. And it's, that's just really cool because someone can modify because they can just see some of the things you do and modify it to tailor, uh, fit it into their own um, schedule and when their uh, their availability and stuff. But I think it's just pretty cool. I, I think it's really, really nice to show in our show notes. I appreciate that too. I, I appreciate yeah. you saying that, <clears throat> you know, yeah. someone my age maybe can't keep up. And I, again, you know, my sister and I always have this conversation. She sneaks it in when she can, cause she's, you know, full-time job. She's radiation. She's got two boys. So she's happy when she gets a 30 minute workout in, and I'm proud of her for doing that because, you know, that's, she uses that time to, to get for herself. Sometimes there's a little bit of guilt associated with it. I mean, it lasts for maybe 20 seconds. Sure. Um, that I have that ability, but yeah, I'm going to take full advantage of it until, you know, right now it's a privilege to be able to just move your body. I, you know, some people don't get to, there's a lot of people in our, in, in the world that don't have the privilege of being able to move their body. And so I'm going to make sure I take full advantage of it until I no longer can. That's really good. Yeah. I, I really, that's really good. Hey, um, so speaking about this rain, right. Yes. Cause you know, I, I love the rain and the, the whole deal. And I saw something that said that in the last, I think like 16 days, 24 trillion gallons of water dropped in California. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right? That's a lot of water. Huh? Uh, that is so much water. Oh my just, God. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And I think we have what another three or four storms coming or something like that. And, but, but it's like, this is just January. There'll be more in February and March, like maybe not as much as this that we've been getting, but there's going to be more. That's a lot of water. That's a ton of water. Well, I mean, in, in SoCal. So for those of that don't know, Myron and I are in Northern California and so- SoCal, they're dealing with all those mudslides. Right, right. It's And it's really bad. Like, I, I, I think when I was reading this morning, um, 16 or 17 people so far um, died through, yeah, rain, mudslides, trees falling, this kind of deal. Uh, and the mudslides are worse down there. We, up here, we get river flooding. Yes. Uh, and it's, and, or, or if you're in a Monterey Bay, you know, that bay water is, is and their rivers are flooding as well. And Santa Cruz, and I mean, it's really bad right now. And we, you know, it's, it's funny, not funny, but we are known as the city of trees and I yeah. downtown Sacramento was just obliterated. I mean, it was. It was, we're talking Oak trees that have been around for, uh, I mean, years upon years, just being ripped yeah. up out of the ground. I, we you know when, when we went to the, the sea frozen yesterday, we drove through midtown to downtown and there are so many trees that are, like you said, just obliterated, just, um, knocked over or falling down and so many are still either blocking the full street or um, I think we saw at least four or five that are just trees on top of cars on top of cars and, that's the big thing you're right right and trees on there's one not too far from where I live trees just it it just fell into these people's house like there's a few of those out there too incredible I, I didn't even I mean the trillions of 
rain being yeah. dumped. Yeah. You know, I, so, I got. Yes, I somebody got, was asking. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, someone's asking, what well, does that end the California drought? And the drought is a funny thing. So all that water is good for our groundwater and it does get into our reservoirs, obviously. And But because we've been in drought, I don't know, 20 something years or something, because everything is really low, that water does help. However, that is not our, that's not potable, as we say. That's not potable water or drinking water. Most of that water, most of that water just goes right back into the ocean. What what ends our drought in California is now, let me, let me say not in the drought, that water will turn things green and stuff like that. So that does help, but that's not the water that we need for our farms and our drinking water and stuff. The, what ends the drought from that perspective is, is the snow runoff. So the storms matter, but what really matters is how much snow we're getting in the mountains and in Sierras, because that water then melts and that's the water that goes down our aqueducts and all this kind of stuff that turns into our drinking water and that's used for farming and all that kind of stuff so that's what matters the most however the good thing about that is these storms are dropping a ton of snow in the mountains tons of snow tons of snow so it is i mean it is helping and i was telling my daughter but the dangerous thing is about that is okay so we're getting all this rain down here and our rivers are really hot like, I don't know if you've seen the photo of um, or driven across the Sacramento, the West Sacramento Bridge and the Sacramento River right there is it's right underneath the bridge. That water is so high. I've never seen that water that high. So then the issue is when the snow melts, we want this water that's in these rivers now to have receded and gone down because these rivers can't handle all this water and the snow runoff. Ooh. Right. Because that will cause more flooding all down the mountain, all down the delta, and all these rivers and uh, tributaries. And so, so the, the, the delicate balance is you want to get rain and snow in the winter, and then you want it to stop so that when spring hits, late spring before summer, when that snow starts to melt, you want that the rivers to have enough capacity to handle that runoff. Well, and didn't I, no, I, I could be wrong on this. I, I, I think you probably will know more about this than I do. When I was reading some things about our levees in this area that maybe we've made some improvements, but from what I understand is that our levees in this area were are worse than like New Orleans prior to Katrina. You know what? That's interesting you say that because um, our levees, you know, because most of them are built by the Army Corps engineers and the levees that that uh, didn't hold when Hurricane Katrina hit in uh, New Orleans and Louisiana, our levees are the same. Those are these are the same levees, same technology, probably built around the same time. And um, um, uh, North Sacramento, um, Natomas, the area. If you leave downtown and you're going towards the airport, that used to just be a giant floodplain because it flooded naturally. It was just a natural. Where I live. Yes, <laughs> yes, and and that's why you know that turned into giant rice fields because you know farmers flood rice fields, um, and grow rice. They just do that to kill the bugs. But anyway, and so when Sacramento started developing that area, you know, in the eighties and nineties, it was the thought that well, it would take a hundred year flood to flood this. Well, in the nineties, it flooded. And when Katrina hit, um, 
the Army Corps engineers with the state of California and the feds said no more building in the Thomas until the levees are repaired and brought up to, to standard because we see, we saw what happened in Katrina. So there was a, there was, there was a moratorium in building, building in the Thomas um, after Katrina. And then they did reinforce them and they made them better. They updated them and stuff like that. And then they started building in the Thomas again, right? So, so all the building that's going on there is because in theory, the levees have been refurbished, they're stronger, and they should hold against, um, you know, a hundred year flood or something like that. But we're in that situation right now. <laughs> so we're going to know, we're going to know just how, how well those levees are, you know, over the next month or so. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> yes, yes, it's crazy. Uh, basically all of, most of Sacramento is a flood zone because we're surrounded by, um, the Sacramento River, the Russian River, and the American River. And oh all God. these rivers, you know, they, they come from the mountains. And so so even, even where I am, like my house is officially in a, in a flood zone. And I am, I want to say, four miles from the levee of the Sacramento River over by Highway 5. Like that, you know, Highway 5, just yep. that, that levee right there. And I'm a long way from there, uh, like four miles maybe. But this is a flood zone. As a matter of fact, these houses not far in this area and my house included have basements with um, those zup pumps. They're called them to, to pump out water that it, if it floods into your house. I can't believe, I forget that you have a basement now right. you know, being from the Midwest. We always had basements for tornadoes, but I mean, basically yeah. that's the reason why you have them. So yeah. when I moved to California, I, there was no houses with basement. It was kind of a, it was a, sh not kind of, it was a shift to understand like, how come you yeah. don't have basement? And it was because of earthquakes. Exactly. So I'm curious of why you would have a basement. Right. Because Sacramento, generally speaking, doesn't get earthquakes, but it does get flooding. So this house, look, I, am I, I have a finished basement. That basement is, let me say. It has two rooms, two full-size rooms, like, like they could be like small bedrooms, plus the main room, which has a water heater and this pump thing. And in theory, and you know, I checked, I checked probably a couple of years ago because I had someone looking at my water heater. I was like, does this pump thing still work? And they checked it. was like, yeah, this thing still works. She's turned this bad boy on and it would start to pump out water if it was flooded in the basement. That's crazy. Have you had that? Have you ever I, used it? No, never. Okay. okay. Never at all. And matter of fact, I don't even go in that basement. That basement is haunted. I, don't I believe so too. I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> I have to live. When I, when I moved into this house, it's now like 23 years or something like that. And like a lot of people, you know, I put some stuff in my basement down there. And so I probably have like five or six boxes of like, books and just stuff, whatever you have when you move. I've never looked in those boxes in 20 something years. They're just oh there. <laughs> They're going to find, someone's going to find that at some point, like Leah's going to look at it 20 years from now and she's going to take it on the road show to those guys that tell you this. <laughs> it's something. Yeah, they, they'll be like, oh, this, we see, this is a, this is a coffee cup from East Oakland, 1974. <laughs> His value is, it's just a personal family value. <laughs> <laughs> this is really nothing. <laughs> oh, shit. Get, get out of here. Yeah. Okay, so now you, one thing before I want to ask you what you're watching, because you and I've had some good conversations via voice memos this past week, but um, 
let me just give a little shout out to my man, Dr. Dre. And um, I, I don't realize, I don't think he knows that he's like my dude. You know, if I, he was with me, I'd fist pump him for putting a cease and assist on oh, Marjorie Taylor Green, who <laughs> <laughs> Dunk, played man. his, I uh, God, what the name of that song is. It's a, uh, oh, it's like, isn't, I, I'm Dr. Dre or Dre is back or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. He was. I mean, they, he went in. She was posting, mm-hmm. using his music as she's walking through the White House. And Dr. Dre said, no way, mofo. And <laughs> totally went to war with her. It was, it was, it was wonderful. Because, she, I mean, come on. You know, the, like that Marjorie Taylor Greene is a detestable, vile, racist, anti-woman woman, just a nightmare person. And so the new Congress got sworn in and her, she tweeted that video. It's like, like showing, how, you know, we're back and, you know, we're ready to work. And it was Dr. Dre, dun, 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 you know, this little <laughs> video. and it was like, you know, cause look, let's be, let's be serious. On one hand, she's the exact type of Republican that, that will blame stuff on rap music. Like she's those kind of people, you know? I was corrupting youth and black people are awful because they listen to rap music. And then she has a video with it. And do- like you said, Dr. Dre and his attorneys, they put out, look, his letter had maybe 20 attorneys' names on it. <laughs> it sure did. It was, a t- it was an attorney party on that letter. And it just said, <laughs> look, we did not authorize this. You would immediately take it down. And if you knew any... And if you knew anything, you're a congressperson. If you knew anything about the law that you're supposed to know, and they cited the regulation about copyright infringement and all this kind of stuff, and, and you know, how it's, you know, constitutional and all this, and then they were like, and, and besides, he would never authorize someone as, you know, I can't remember the exact verb, but basically a, a nasty asshole like you to use our music. <laughs> it's so great because, okay, the, so this is the song. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that I so it was still Dre. So you're right. Um, and she had the audacity. So she has to. She takes it down off of Twitter and then says, "I would never use your music." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what? What in the Marjorie Taylor Green shit just happened? She said, "I would never use your music." After she got that letter, like this is the delusional part of that mega crew, those racists that will be that they depend upon their voters to be stupid. Right, right. Like you literally use the music, and and, and even right, and even in her notes, like I would never use it because you know I don't sell. You celebrate the thug life, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, and you know what? She she talking about thug life for him. Was she supported the insurrection and overthrow of the U.S. government on January 6, twenty twenty? Yeah, who's you the talking real about thug? thug life? Yeah, <laughs> who's Lady. the real thug? My God! So <laughs> I just had to. I know it was the best to hear and see Dr. Dre just go all in. Just made me proud, you know. So it, it, it uh, was it was wonderful. Wonderful, and so I know. Gosh, I can't believe we've been chatting it up like some old yentas for 45 minutes um what so what are you watching this past week what's what's been on your radar 
Okay, so a couple of things. One, did we talk about the movie The Menu last week? We did not. I said you you said you were going to watch it. I watched it. So it's a movie on HBO Max with Ralph Fiennes, I think is his name, yeah. and Anja Taylor Joy, and and um, uh, a few other famous people. John Leguizamo is in it, and just a few other famous people. And the premise is: remember, we went to dinner at the kitchen here. Yes, five star Michelin restaurant. Yes, so it is. A, it's a setting where it's a um, event dining. Ralph finds as the chef, and you have to have a special invitation to eat at his restaurant. And it's a you know um, a high end, specially prepared you know seven eight course meal. And it's so you go through the courses as you, as if you're a guest in this movie. And each course becomes just like in real life, just really, really obnoxious and pretentious and until the point of absurdity. And then all hell breaks loose in this movie. <laughs> so it's really, it's really good. It's really good. And I, I am absolutely certain that somebody went to one of these restaurants and thought, I'm going to write a movie about this and, and fuck it all up. so it is it's on hbo max it's about not an hour and 45 minutes but it's it's really good so i enjoyed that i watched that and then there's a new hbo uh netflix series a little british series i think it's like maybe six episodes called treason oh yes and it's like a little spy spy thriller you know those british detective and murder mystery series that just have a different flavor than the ones written and made it in the u.s and they're not always better but it's just a different take on how these type of little series can be made i tend to enjoy them and this one in particular is really good so i don't know all the actors names but you would see that you would see them and go oh yeah i recognize that person and basically it's a a spy for the british spy agency um he's like the number two guy and the rest of the agency thinks that he may be compromised like that's so that's the premise and he just seems like the number two guy a family man and stuff like that so then you just follow this six-part deal where they're trying to uncover if he's a spy and he's trying to like figure out like what the hell is happening and it's it's fast-paced it's really good a lot of twists and turns and it's just a series. There's only there's no season two, three, anything like that. It's just six episodes. Here you go. And that's it. So those those two things. And then me and my partner, girlfriend, um, we are watching the fourth season of, or maybe the fifth of The Circle. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. So for our audience, it's on Netflix. It's a reality show in which I don't know, eight or nine people are in some big house and they can't see each other. They can only communicate with each other via s- social media, the, the the social media for this event. And they, you know, it's like all those other shows. They form alliances. They start liking each other, disliking each other. And they get they do little um, competitions, but they never get to see each other. They only get to see what they put on their social media profile that everyone can see. And there's, there's always some catfishers in there. You can lie about who you are. You can just do regular social media stuff. 
and people are trying to find out who's who and eventually you know people are voted out and this kind of stuff so and they never get to see the person until that person's voted out then you get to meet that person or that person get choose to meet someone but eventually you get down to a winner but it's really trashy it's really dumb and some of the people are very dislikable. And for all those reasons, it's really fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you love that. I was like, I refuse to watch that. So, Danny, you got, you got a full docket of TV and plays yes. that you're going to. Yes, it's really good. It's really good. What about you? What are you watching? Well, okay, I finished Mosquito Coast. And it was so good. I I'm telling you first season, you're trying to figure out why this family's on the run. Second season, it all comes together and it's, oh. it's spectacular. It's really good. Um, so is that, that's on Apple. Yeah. That's on Apple TV. Okay. I'm try, I see that on there, but I, the name mosquito never tracks me. I just go, I don't watch anything about mosquitoes, but. <laughs> and you find out in season two, why it's mosquito coast. So okay. it's, so it's crazy. You know, my mom and dad, and I know my brother watched the first season. They're like, God, it's kind of boring. We still don't know why they're on the run. And I tell them season two just brings it all together. So I'm super, uh-huh. I, I loved, I finished that. I also um, started. So my sister, her and I don't see eye to eye on a lot of TV shows. Now she's trying to remember the last TV show she recommended to me that I liked because there's been quite a few that are just, they're they're either just too mushy or just not my style. And she said, Hey, you should watch this one on Netflix called the recruit. And I thought, all right, um, I'm going to give her another shot. Okay. And you know what? I'm enjoying the fuck out of it. It's only eight (laughs) episodes. Um, I think I might be on seven. I'll probably finish it tonight. Um, uh-huh. It's actually really cool. The, the the main actor, I've never seen him before. He's really good, plays a really good mm-hmm. role. Um, mm-hmm. So I am enjoying that one. Is it, a, is it a spy series? Yes, he's a lawyer for the CIA. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, I see it on my thing. I see it on my thing. And I, I thought, you know, maybe I'll watch this. I'll watch this, but I haven't watched it, but okay. I'll, I'll take that recommendation. Yep. It's good. I, I, so far, so good. I'm really liking it. I'm getting excited because, you know, I've been watching and caught up on all the two seasons of um, Truth Be Told with Octavia Spencer and uh-huh. season three is coming out soon. So I am really stoked about that. Um, I'm also watching The Real Housewives. I think the season finale was last night so i'll probably watch it tonight and then, wait a minute wait a minute jen shaw got sentenced ooh, six seven eight months she'll oh be she'll be shaw fabulous in that orange jumpsuit oh my God. she got six years right six years six and a half years six and a half years she they took six million worth of crap that she had you know um her uh, or not just crap but her money it took six million dollars from her and for restitution um, or a fine or something. And she has to pay another six million or something. So that like she did, I mean, I guess she she was looking at 40 years. So if she got six, that's sort of a win in that kind of perspective. But can you imagine? Cause she, I think she just turned 50 going to jail right now. No. For six no. years right now, at this age right now. I mean, it's incredible to think I, she has got young kids. She, I mean, right. this is, this is, this ain't, this ain't a good look. At all. Right. She has like teen, like older teenage kids 
and her husband. And now she's going to prison for six years. I mean, it's incredible. I, I know the, I don't know if you know the Chrisleys or Grizzlies. I don't know how you Chrisleys. They were a Nashville. Means. Yeah, they were a Nashville. Um, and my brother worked on that, on that show and they got sentenced for like tax evasion or something. And they got sentenced quite a few years in prison too. They're still not in prison yet. I think they're oh waiting for that, but yeah, it's it, to be at that age, to be at 50 and then maybe she won't be in, you know, Rikers Island or anything like that, but right. she'll have, she won't get, be able to get her Botox. She's not going to have some doctor injecting her while she's in there. She's not going to, no. I mean, you can buy hair coloring at the commissary, I'm assuming, and it's going to cost a pretty penny, but um, yeah, all of those things that she's used to having will be gone. That is, it's like. It's one thing, I mean, it's never a good time to go to jail, but it's one thing to go, you know, in your 20s, even your 30s, when you've lived a little, you know, you lived a lot, but not everything. But by the time you get to 50, you've lived and done and seen a lot. And even if you're not wealthy, you've just had all those experiences. And then to have that taken away, you're sitting in a prison cell for six years. Oh, damn. I can't even think. I mean, that just sounds out of my realm. She should not have been defrauding seniors. Like, nope. just start there. You were defrauding seniors. You're defrauding seniors and you got busted. And I mean, this was an FBI case. They came on the show. Right. Remember last season, they came on the show finding her. Yes. Yes. So, like, I, I hate people going to prison and stuff, but you can't be stealing seniors' life savings, you know, for that little building. Like, she was like saying that she was going to build people websites and stuff. Like, telemarketing for that kind of stuff and just taking money from people like just dumb dumb stuff incredible um it, it, you know i'm watching miami i told you my mom and my brother, oh, my yeah. brother said, yeah so the next episode's on tonight so i'll probably watch that tomorrow but that is that's a whirlwind of disaster i mean it is so good because there's a woman on there Her name starts with an M. I can't think of Marjorie Mallory. I don't know, but she is always drinking. So when she's in those confessionals and Uh you know, they talk to you and ask questions, the producers ask questions, but you don't hear the question. They're just talking. Um, She's always got a flask, some sort of uh, drink, uh, whatever she is on the show. She's like, Hey, where's our cocktails? Like, so she is clearly a functioning alcoholic, which is sad to watch, but also very entertaining because she's right. funny. Uh, so I'm really enjoying that. I all my, some of my shows on regular TV have come back, like The Resident. So I've been catching up on that. So I, I think I think we've got a couple great shows starting on HBO, like Succession, which I think is coming back in February, maybe even back in January. So all of these shows that have been on hiatus for some time, like I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to Yellow Jackets and um, a couple others. So that's I'm filling my I'm, I'm getting caught up on some old stuff before all the new stuff starts to starts to sink. So I'm going to I'm going to be slow because. I am about to um, get into this NFL football playoff thing that starts Saturday. So there's two games Saturday, two games Sunday, and then a game Monday or something like that. And then, so that's the, the wild card weekend, as they call it. And then the next week are the divisional championships or whatever. I don't know what they call them. And then the week after that are the 
um, conference finals or something like that. And then a couple weeks after that, Super Bowl. So I'm going to be all into that um, over the next couple of weeks. But I'm still going to try to get these shows in. And you know what? I still need to finish Ozark. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're, we're ending that there. I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> Where can people find you online? You can find me on Jen Van Landen Veg on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok at Big Button a Smile and Twitter, Jen Van Landen Ve- Vegan uh, or Jen Van Land Vegan on Twitter, which I don't really post there. So mainly my activity is all done on Instagram. Where can they find you? So um, on, on Twitter and on um, Facebook, find me at Myron J. Clifton and at on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, find me at Dear Dean um, Public Publishing or Dear Dean 22. I'm all there. And visit me on Amazon, my my author page. All my books are out there. Um, my two latest are two very cute, small books. Uh, one is called uh, Coffee Grounded. It's just a journey through coffee ingredients and the history of those ingredients and connecting them to different types of people. And then the other is Ride Overshare. Um, a collection of stories, interesting and fun and weird stories from the time that I, from a time uh, where I was doing rice share as a rice share driver, the stories I collected. So check out both of those books. And then my most recent novel is uh, Jamal's Incredible Adventures in a Black Church, coming to age story about a boy who um, you just follow his adventures growing up with his family in the church. And it was really, really, really wonderful book with great reviews. Check me out online. You'll see all my reviews. And if you're a reader, Leave a review. Leave a review. All those matter, particularly in the conglomerate world of Amazon and all the book publishers. They like to see reviews out there. So episode 39. Uh, yep. Thanks, for th- thanks, Jen. Have a wonderful rest of your day going to work. And I'm just going to go back to sleep. Yeah. Peace out, mofo. <laughs> Bye. Bye.